Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast, your birth to the best stories in boating. Each week, my colleagues and I will bring you everything from salty stories to thought-provoking trend discussions, as well as interviews with the most interesting characters to ply the sea. Whether you're listening from the boatyard, your slip, or hopefully well underway, we're glad to have you aboard. Welcome to the Power and Motor Yacht Podcast. I'm Simon Murray, and joining me is my favorite BK expert, Jeff Moser. Jeff, here's a question for you right off the bat. What is the craziest Shoot. thing you've ever done in Brooklyn, and how does it stack up to hanging with actor Matthew Reese aboard a 1930-something wheeler? Simon, I've done a lot of crazy things that are probably not suitable for this podcast <laughs> in Brooklyn. I don't think I'd have to, there's a, you know, a slew of legalities I'd have to check on before I actually reveal them here, but. Okay. So you're pleading the fifth. That's fine. I'm pleading the fifth in that, but I have to tell you, I think I said it to you that day. And I said it to you after the fact, if every single work day can go like that afternoon in at, um, you know, 115 Brooklyn Marina in, and in the Harbor around in and around the Harbor of, um, New York city, um, I would never, I would never leave this job. I'd be doing it until I was a hundred years old. Me and you both, man. I mean, really though, I think there's probably few people alive today that can say that they've seen two wheeler playmates in the same place, going the same direction, anywhere around the lower end of Manhattan. I mean, that is like what we got to experience is pretty rare for anybody. So maybe we should just. I'll, we'll take a step back. We, we, you and I got the chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, me because I was on assignment. You because you're one of my favorite people that lives in Brooklyn. Uh, Thank to, you, sir. <laughs> of course. To, so we, we, we got together and you biked over uh, to 115 Marina, like you were saying. And there uh, is where Matthew Reese, the actor who starred in The Americans alongside his wife, Carrie Russell, um, as well as uh, Perry Mason, the show on HBO. Um, so that's where he keeps his 1939 wheeler uh, called Rarebit. Uh, and he, I, th- I believe he cold called or cold emailed uh, the great grandson of the founder of Wheeler Yachts or Wheeler Yacht Company, uh, Wes Wheeler, who brought down this new brand spanking new modern wheeler that he has used as the revival point of this old company called legend. And the two wheelers got together, uh, alongside you and I. So walk me through some of your thoughts. I mean, I I could tell you just some of mine. It was kind of like staring into the past, like more so than any, you know, the, the most nostalgic person, uh, alive today. Like it it really does kind of, grip you in a way that I didn't think would be possible. Yeah, I hear you on that. I mean, let's go back a little bit. We first heard about this project a couple of years ago. I mean, at least a couple of years ago that uh, Wes Wheeler was going to assemble a team to build a modern version of Pilar. And, you know, we we get a lot of press releases. We hear a lot of things from people that are going to build boats and plans. And we see these amazing boats, these drawings, but a lot of them don't come to fruition, you know, mm-hmm. but there, you know, Pilar did, you know, well, it's now called legend. You know, he hired the Brooklyn boat yard in Brooklyn, Maine, and he had, uh, you know, one of our cohorts involved, Bill Prince, who's a 
you know, a very well-renowned yacht designer, help him with some of the drawings and actually, I think, provide some of the original specifications of Pilar that he, I think, Wes was, took himself. Is that right? Wes and Bill or whomever else were on the, in Cuba, getting these measurements of the original Pilar that his, you know, great-grandfather built and sort of used that as a guide for this new one. And I didn't know what to expect. And then, you know, Two flash two years later and just a few months back, you and I were standing on the bow of Legends in Newport. Yeah. And looking at this boat saying, What a stunning recreation. And here and then when it all sort of all came together in Brooklyn, it was really kissed it because that's obviously where, you know, the original Pilar was built and where Rare Bit was built as well, right? Just yeah. what? six or seven miles from where we stood in downtown Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights region where that marina is. Yeah, which is funny because, you know, you you live in Brooklyn. You grew up in New Jersey. I, you know, I live a little bit farther away in Western Mass, but I grew up in New Jersey too. And uh, I I wouldn't say that like boating or boat building is really associated associated at all with New York City. Like, you know, the, the friends that you have that maybe aren't boaters, does any of them even know of the, you know, importance or uh, of Wheeler? And, and has anyone even probably, they probably have never heard of the, of the company, right? Oh, they know because of me when you go <laughs> to the beach, because so the beach, the route to the beach here to, to uh, the Rockaways takes you on the Bell Parkway and right up the Bell Parkway between here and the Rockaways between where we live in Brooklyn is the original Wheeler shipyard is, you know, was there. So, we go by this one area, and I, I pointed out to several different people, you know what's there? They're like, well, it looks like a stop and shop. I go, no, no, you know what was there? I go, and I go through the whole spiel of how Wheeler's Shipyard was there, and Hemingway's Pilar was built there in, in, in the um, early 30s and all that other stuff. And so they know, but otherwise, no, I mean, it's funny. You, you know, there's so much traffic on, on the water. There's ferries, and there's tugs and there's so much commerce but you're far removed from it living in the city you really are i mean it's just not a maritime city even though you're really you know the biggest part of manhattan the biggest most populous part of the city is an island you're still kind of removed from it you know yeah and and that's why it was so cool to just be hanging out in that very modern marina you know yeah just probably a football field or a couple football fields away from, you know, downtown Manhattan, the one world trade. And, you know, we're, we're sitting there, everything's all these modern boats around us, azimuths and super yachts. And we're sitting with, like we said, Wes Wheeler, the great grandson of the founder of this venerable wooden builder. And just the stories that are coming out of his, his mouth about his, uh, Great grandfather, I believe his name's Howard E. Wheeler, who mm-hmm. this guy was rocking the mutton chops in the you know early 20th century, and uh, back then the New York Boat Show was not how it is today. I mean, I don't. Th- it probably wasn't at Javits. I don't think Javits was been has been around for that long. Um, yeah. I don't know where it was housed, but apparently the the party didn't get started for at least like 20 something years until Howard. Rocking his chops came into the building because uh, this guy was like a big time partier and he was a big he was a big shot. I mean, you know, be, it, it's funny to think of like how 
powerhouses can come and go in this niche industry that we both report on because we look at them as like long-term things like, you know, Brunswick, the Ferretti group, you know, those are just a couple that come to mind where it's like, I can't imagine one day those things, those companies just up and folding because they're, they're just, they're the pinnacles of, of industry in boat building. But yeah. that's really what happened to Wheeler, um, which is why they've kind of faded a little bit. Uh, when you think of a Wheeler nowadays, you probably think of like a classic or antique, you know, wooden boat, which is what Matthew Reese was doing. He was restoring an old, you know, 1939 Wheeler that he found of all places on eBay. And he said he was doing <laughs> it kind of like a drunken whiskey fueled spree of just like trying to find this charter boat that would lead to, I don't know, I guess like maybe a boyhood dream. The other, another funny story that he, he provided. Yeah. He's, he's Welsh, which probably a lot of people don't even know. Cause he's, he has such a convincing American accent. Uh, but he was talking about how he, when he bought the, when he bought this rare bit, this, this old playmate, this Wheeler playmate, he was, uh, he called, he called up his two, uncles, his Welsh uncles, who are both uh, pilot boat captains. And they were like, you did what? You, you bought a wooden boat? And then he made like a sound of the dial going dead, like hanging up on him. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, like they, they wanted, they wanted nothing to do with him. I mean, I, he was yeah. obviously kidding, but you know, it shows just how much money needs to be sunk into one of these older wooden boats to really bring the refit into a good place. And he has all manner of stories to, uh, uh, talking about that, his experiences, you know, not all of them great. Uh, like the $30,000 he put down to buy rare bit in the beginning was only the beginning of his, of his troubles, but it was cool because the boat's obviously, uh, running today. And, uh, he's got this amazing charter operation called, I believe it's called a movable feast, you know, in reference to, Pilar and Hemingway, uh, which we'll get into, I'm sure. It's just interesting, you know, how much history is imbued in this brand. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun to, uh, to to be on one of these boats. Like, you got the chance, right? So so we we leave the dock, and you were on Rarebit. How, mm-hmm. I wasn't. So this is, a, this is a legit question. How did it run? What was, what was it like on there? Well, the boat has... Two modern Yanmar diesels. I think they're got 200 horsepower apiece, right? But, you know, for all intent and purpose, it's still a work in progress. It doesn't have a bow thruster. I would say the design of the hull is not as optimized as Legend is, for sure. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, I, I was watching Legend get up on plane and blast by at 30 knots, you know, and we might have been going half that speed, and... The captain, uh, Kelly, is that that's her name, correct? Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. Was, uh, she she was um she had a, it was a handful. You know, it's definitely a handful, and it's definitely a not that she was you know fighting it the whole way, but it's it's a more um it's a more uh, stressful experience as a captain than it would be aboard Legend with all its modern accoutrements. You know. Yeah, and, and we were demanding a lot because we were trying to get both boats to kind of run at yeah. me and the photographer and the guy who was running the the, the tender. Yeah. And uh, 
And, but like the whole time, you know, we're in the East River and it's like yeah. very confused seas. Cause like you mentioned, there's like the fast ferries, there's the, uh, a little farther out, there's like the crazy jet ski, you know, jet skiers. Yeah, there's who always are, that weird contingent of jet skiers. And I'm, Simon, I got to tell you one thing. Matthew Reese was completely disarming and so excited to be a part of this project. He was looking at legend from his boat, just in awe and just thrilled to be a part of this experience. I know that was, I thought, I thought the exact same thing. And it was really cool when, when Wes introduced himself, when they, when the two met each other on the dock and like, you know, Matthew Reese is the actor. I would say probably a list actor. And he was noticeably starstruck meeting Wes. Like this guy's the <laughs> real deal. He, That's uh, funny. You're right about that. He had this great line where he's like, he was, you know, he had this really bushy seafaring looking beard. He looked like a captain, uh, but then he shaved it. And uh, I know you said at one point that like, if you walk past Reese on the, in the streets, you know, in downtown Brooklyn, you would have, you have no idea this guy is an actor um, because he's just so relaxed and down to earth. And, uh, yeah. you know, he, he fits in so well with that hipster kind of subculture, which is a, which is a, a, an endearing thing because, you know, the guy even said like, he's like, I'm, I'm the analog man. Like he, he, he likes, uh, you guys share an affinity for records. He, yeah. uh, you know, he, he just likes wooden boats and, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought the same thing, which is really cool. So yeah, it, it was great to run it, and you know we had we had a drone pilot on the boat with us, and that caused some moments of stress as trying to get the drone back, as it always seems to do. Um, but at one point, there were police boats all over the place, ferries coming back and forth, and it just was so exciting to be out there. Like it just you know you're doing a photo shoot, but you know I was wondering that when I saw several police boats around and other people, I'm like, do they know the significance of this gather? You know, of this gathering of these two vessels? Does anyone have it? Is anyone looking from the shore and seeing this and saying, oh, that's, you know, that's two wheelers or those are two, you know, classic boats. That's a cold, that's a modern cold molded wooden, you know, boat and a, an old school built in Brooklyn, you know, wheeler. But, you know, you felt like sort of like you wanted to tell the world, like this is happening right here, right now. I know, like it's a little bit more important than maybe, you know, just the, the casual onlooker just being like, oh, a couple boats over there. It's like. No man, this is this is this is a, an amazing occurrence. I know what you mean, yeah. but I, yeah, my money would be on most people not realizing kind of what was happening in that moment. Uh, yeah, which is you know a nice thing that we both share. So you mentioned before, right? So legend, you know, this is I think eighty years to the day when uh, you know when these wheelers were being made. Uh, legend is kind of bringing them back. Uh, it's really cool. I mean, it's got that like really cool broken shear, which is directly influenced by Ernest Hemingway, who we mentioned before, right? The owner of Pilar. Yeah. He, he wanted that. He wanted, um, the, the stern lowered so he could put it, he, he could attach a roller so he could, you know, which would make getting Marlins and the larger sport fish aboard much easier. Uh, mm -hmm. he wanted a big ice chest. He, uh, put in the first, upper station and really invented like that flybridge kind of controls. Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, Hemingway was a, was a pioneer. So like you said before, 
Wes Wheeler goes down to Cuba. He ta- he gets aboard the original Pilar. He takes all mm-hmm. these measurements because, like, the Cuban government is a little suspect, I guess. They, they, they think that they're hearing rumors and conspiracy theories that maybe they don't have the original boat. Uh, mm-hmm. But Wes comes back home. He compares it to the brochures that his family, the, the surviving um, brochures from a, a fire that actually took out one of their shipyards. Um, yeah, man, yeah. and, but he compares it, it, everything looks good, looks kosher. Uh, so he takes, he takes these plans, brings it to Brooklyn boatyard up in Maine, like you said, uh, works with Bill Prince and they kind of reverse engineer, um, this, you know, this new wheeler for the modern, you know, man and woman. So my question to you and not to be, uh, not to be cruel, but I think it's a question worth discussing. Do we think you and I and those listening that there is a market for this modern wheeler? I would love to see it. I hope, I hope to God that, you know, Wes and his wife, Marianne, they're lovely people. I wish them nothing but the best. I wish the wheeler name to come back as strong as ever, but walking the docks of boat shows and just speaking to, you know, the boating public at large do you think that there's enough people out there that are going to put their money down and be like, yes, I want this cold molded boat that looks just like Pilar? Well, I mean, let's go back to what we saw at the boat premiere in Newport. We were trying to, you know, just do a couple minute video on the boat and it took us well over an hour just to even get some clearance and we actually never did get the clearance. Right. We never could get everyone off the boat. We no. ended up going to the bow and doing the thing because there were so many people interested in this boat. You know, this this the interior, as you as you you know, as we saw, was it's just done in like this really beautiful way. It almost feels like a gentleman's club. Yep. You know, really just comfy chairs and mahogany beams and a nice little galley and uh it's just the touches are just incredible so short answer yes people are i mean this this could be a really fun boat in a many in so many ways i mean the interior work you know you got a custom yard building this boat you know so you're not going to see a ton of these things because they take a while to do but i would think that there's without a doubt a market for these boats in the foreseeable future especially one that runs over 30 knots and you know, and can take on some decent seas and just really be a, a fun cruising vessel for the family. Well, and, and the irony, like you mentioned, is that they get so much traction at boat shows. People want to come aboard. They want to, they, they've, they've either heard about it, they've read about it yeah. somewhere. They're like, oh, this is, you know, is this, is this uh, the, the new 2.0 version of PLR? Uh, mm-hmm. This is Hemingway's boat. And then, uh, you know, they, the way Wes tells it, they want to talk about their boat. They want to talk about more importantly, their, their own father's boat. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to have some connection to some of these older classic styled boats, but then they, they leave and they, they never called, they never call, you know, they, they, they never have found, I believe the boat's gone uh, mm-hmm. over 4,000 miles under its own keel. And wow. there's no one that's expressed any interest in the past two years. So it is that interesting dichotomy between, you know, that everyone loves to see this thing, but then, you know, it's like the practical angle too. Like it's tough to say practical with any type of pleasure boat, most types of pleasure boats with a straight face, 
because a lot of these aren't really practical. So I would agree. I would think somebody in, you know, one of the warmer states, probably Southern Florida would be like, okay, you know, I'm not going to be on this boat all the time, but when I have company over, what's a better way to impress than be like, yeah, the the spirit of Hemingway is like chilling, uh, you know, in the stern back there. So I'd like to think so too. Um, yeah, I mean, Wheeler, you know, Wheeler's a custom shipyard. So, I mean, for all intent and purpose. So if you were to go to them and say, well, I like this about Pilar, but I may have some other needs. I'm sure they're going to be willing to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And and to that yeah. point, I think there there has been an interested party that's come out of the woodwork with the intent to maybe make like a 42 or a 44 foot wheeler and then Wes and his wife, Marianne, are considering retiring on a wheeler uh, and they're going even bigger. They, they want to go like 55 foot, which would be wow. incredible, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, these people are definitely interested. There's another uh, interesting wrinkle that I don't know if you know about. You, you okay. probably do because you're one of the biggest boat nuts that I know. But <laughs> back in like about 15 years ago or so, uh, West Wheeler came across a article or a column, I should say, by the late Tom Faxis, who uh, has written, you know, so many uh, fun and entertaining columns for Power Murder Yacht. And we actually do a deep dive into uh, on another one of our episodes. But he comes across this article titled, like, why don't they make this kind of boat anymore? And he's referring to his own father's wheeler, like a 1950-something. And you know, Wes sees this and he's like, oh my God, this is speaking directly to me. So what does he do? He calls up Tom and yeah. the two of them get to work on what they eventually kind of figure out to be a Wheeler 55 legacy sedan, which, you know, has the renderings, has all this glowing bright work and a red cove stri- stripe. I mean, it just looked like unbelievable. Uh-huh. Uh, they even did the tank test for it. It had a Top speed of 42 knots in the tank. It was going to be powered by twin 1652 horsepower uh, C32 Caterpillar engines. Um, And they tapped the Bennett brothers uh, in Willington, North Carolina to build it. I say all this because obviously this never got built, but (laughs) it's an amazing boat. And, And there's definitely people out there, myself included, that would love to see this one day get made. Uh, Unfortunately, it kind of fell to the wayside you know, with Fexus's untimely death in like 2006, 2006 uh, and then the financial crisis happened. So, you know, it, it goes on ice. So it never happens. Yeah. But um, I say all that to say that hopefully the same, the twisting currents of fate don't play a role with the future of Wheeler Yachts in the 21st century. Now, obviously it's looking good at this point because legend has already been built, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, like you said earlier in the podcast, uh, Wheeler was once one of the biggest names in the marine business, right? And, um, you know, as it was on top of Fortune's Wheel, and as you know, Fortune's Wheel turns and things happen, and Wheeler was no more for many, many years, and now they're back. Are they on top of Fortune's Wheel? Not quite, but there's, you know, they've accomplished something that very few have. You know, they resurrected this brand, and they've, went saw through you know with wes and with the brooklyn boatyard and with uh the designer they they saw this project through fruition so 
that in itself is an accomplishment. Are, you know, are they going to be the next, you know, Brunswick Boat Group or Ferretti or one of these, you know, bigger companies? No, but are they going to, could they be a bestoke brand that build a couple of yachts a year for discerning clientele? I don't see why not. Absolutely. And all it takes is really, you know, one, maybe celebrity or somebody yeah. who is willing to, mm-hmm. you know, go out there publicly and just, you know, really fall head of head over heels in love with, you know, yeah. this brand, like you're saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got Matt Reese, Matthew Reese on board and he's, you know, he probably knows some people, right? I mean, he's <laughs> maybe get some people aboard his own boat, about aboard rare bit. And then he'll, that'll lead to the conversation. Oh, I know this guy that will build you a new one of these. So, I mean, that's all it takes know. sometimes. Yeah, I know. know. Five How degrees. Things happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, exactly. Well, like the setting sun on the day when we took out the two wheelers, it's been a lot of fun, Jeff, uh, reminiscing on that wonderful day. Uh, it was a great day, sir. It was a great day. And uh, it'll, over, it'll always live forever in our hearts, uh, mm-hmm. including in the, the hearts and minds of, you know, Wes and, and Matthew, Reese, and uh, Kelly and everyone else that was aboard that day. So, Jeff, thanks so much for uh, joining me on this podcast. That was a lot of fun. And uh, let's do it again soon. Yeah, again, Simon, thanks for inviting me uh, on board that day. Uh, what a great way to spend a Friday, and um, I'll never forget it, that's for sure. You and me both. Next, And the next time I'm, I'm in Brooklyn, you know I'll hit you up. Maybe we'll find another boat that's uh, that's cruising through 115 Marina. There's certainly a lot. Can, I think we can do that. I think we can do that. All right, man. Take care. Thank you so much. That was fun, Jeff. See you later. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review or rating. Or you share us with your friends on social media or on the VHF. Anywhere you spread the word means a lot to us. Thanks again, and until next time, we'll see you on the water.